Okay, so with the pre-K announcers, please come forward. room as they react and anticipate movement to Rimsky-Korsakov's musical composition, Flight of the Bumblebee. The composition is intended to musically evoke the seemingly chaotic and rapidly changing flying pattern of a bumblebee. So I thought pre-K would be perfect for this. The composer creates this buzz by utilizing accents, chromaticism, and of course a very, 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 very fast tempo. Pre-K listened to many arrangements of Flight of the Bumblebee and landed on the flute version to perform, and will hopefully by the end of the song be at their individual flower to help pollinate. Are you guys ready? running the length of the stage and in art class they learned different kinetic paper sculpture techniques and then how to put them together into their movable sculptures. Watching the static materials so flat and still on the table transform into a sculpture that can come to life with the slightest gesture or movement of the hand really fascinated the students. And they soon started to refer to their puppets as living characters, giving them names and moving them with personality. And I hope tonight, when you look at the puppet more closely with your child, you ask him or her about that character and who their beat is. Yay! <laughs> 
Okay, next we have kindergarten. So would the kindergarten announcers please come forward? Okay, so as Logan mentioned, the composer is Claude Debussy, and Debussy used unusual chords, rich harmonies, and a wide range of tone colors to evoke moods, impressions, and images. So kindergarten created movements to the butterflies, reflecting the phrasing and nuances in the music. Each child's puzzle piece floats like a butterfly or individual brushstroke, yet come together at the end of the work just as an impressionist painting does. So kindergartners, please come forward with your puzzle pieces.
Maria Sibylla Marion used her artistic passion to draw and paint scientific illustrations of butterflies at those various stages of life, and she even put into the picture the actual plants that they ate. Um, the pictures that the students just put together, I wish you had been in the classroom with me. That was a very complicated project. First, they looked at the original artworks and they analyzed them in terms of line, color, shape, texture. Then we had to recreate them on a really large scale, but only in small groups. So as each artist came to work on the mural, they had to look what was already on the paper, think about what had to be added, and then make that contribution. So an incredible amount of understanding and experience went into those um, puzzles. It was just a wonderful, a wonderful project. Yay! Okay, first grade announcers, come forward. begins with the characteristic buzzing sound of the wasps, blah, wasps, constructed from trills, fast Gaelic passages, accents, dynamic swells, and short stabs of sound. The slower, more cantabile themes then take over and evoke a sort of the soaring sensation of the wasps. The introductory material comes back and then ends with this really cool mashup of all the themes. So again, the first graders created this completely by themselves, and it was such a great piece of music that I couldn't cut it. So it's nine minutes, and they choreographed the whole thing. So just enjoy, and wasps come to your starting position that's down the aisle. Okay.
Well, we had a couple minutes before our second graders do a costume change. So you're ready for your performance. I just wanted to say a couple of things about my first grade wasp um, puppeteers. Wow, both days these wasps held up to energy and movement and that's just fantastic. The first graders learned many paper sculpture techniques that we experimented with in class, but each wasp is the creation of that individual artist. They decided how their wasp was going to be put together and what it was going to look like. We observed and drew wasp anatomy, but each creation is as unique as the artist who carried it today. And I really hope that at home you look at it very carefully and have your artist explain to you all the various um, mechanics that they used. And these flowers that you see all around, these were also painted by the first graders. We learned a little bit about the American artist Georgia O'Keeffe and also about complementary colors and how to use light and dark to change the value of a color. So just like Georgia O'Keeffe, the students painted on a larger scale, and in that process, the flowers became abstracted into these wonderful shapes and textures that you see all around the auditorium tonight, today. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Booth. So yesterday, I focused on this side of the room when we talked about determination. Uh, um, just help with the... Our primary of the value of the who can tell us what it is and wants to say a word or two about it? Okay, Ryan?
Night moths. You can go to your positions and then announcers announce. Thank you. 
Okay, so Night Moss is part of a five-movement suite called Mirrors for Solo Piano. Ravel often wrote music about children, animals, fairy tales, and faraway lands. Night Moss is highly chromatic and maintains a dark nocturnal mood throughout with the middle section being calm with these rich chordal melodies. Second graders work together to capture the essence of this work with their cleverly choreographed wing movements. And on a personal note, I just want to thank Neil, I think both Marin and I want to thank Neil for giving us the artistic freedom to do something like this. And it's just such, it was so much fun to work with Marin because we just, I, I don't know, I said, let's do Night Moths, and then she just made it happen. So, okay, so we need those lights off, those lights on.
teachers, staff, and students feel so lucky to have seen two performances, two unique and amazing performances of the Night Laws. Parents, I wish you could have joined us on both days of the Beco to see that, have that magical experience more than once. The second graders looked at actual moth wing patterns and then they made artistic reinterpretations of common designs like striping and eye spots. I learned a new word. Aposomatism. Aposomatism. Aposomatism is when an animal has a patterning on its body of colors that warns other animals that it is dangerous. You know, some moths, like some other creatures of the earth, are poisonous if they get eaten. So it's to tell people, don't, don't eat me, you won't, you won't like it. Um, <laughs> and it made me wonder, why do we think that some of the most dangerous animals in the world, like the lionfish and the dart frog and tigers, are also the most artistic? Um, something I hope you talk about at dinner tonight with your artist as you're admiring the wings that they made. And don't blame me if you need to get a black light this weekend. Yeah. Right? Um, just try something and they did not quit. 
they had something in mind, they went after it. So that's a very good model for all of us. Um, so let's give them another round of applause.